Yeah, there is a, a panda. <laughs> he destroyed everything in the office. Oh, I love this one. Welcome to Mosaic of China, a podcast about people who are making their mark in China. I'm your host, Oscar Fuchs. So we've reached episode 10 today. Double figures deserves a celebration, and I've decided that this means taking a very short break. It's not the end of the season by any means. I'll be back with the next batch of episodes 11 to 20 before you know it. But I just wanted to avoid information overload for those of you who are listening to this in real time, and to allow those who aren't to have a chance to catch up. This week's episode is with Laurie Lee. As you'll hear us mention at the very start of our conversation, Laurie is the general manager of Yongfu Elite, which is a private members club here in Shanghai. But more than that, it houses a Michelin two-star restaurant. It has been voted the best music venue in Shanghai by Time Out, and it's something of a secret calling card of Shanghai. I mention secret because it's still a place that's shrouded in a little mystery. They didn't splash a lot of things about it online. I lived around the corner from it for about 18 months before I even heard about it. And in fact, the name of their semi-public bar is Keep It Quiet. So I'm very grateful to Laurie for breaking her own rules in this interview. This means it's another good excuse for you to check out the photos that accompany the podcast on social media. In this episode, you'll see the antique wine glass that Laurie brought to the interview. You'll see photos of the club, which Laurie and her team kindly shared with me, and many other images that are also relevant to our conversation. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Mosaic of China, and for WeChat, please add me on Oscar one o eight seven seven, and I'll add you to the group. As well as spilling the beans on the club itself, Laurie and I talk about Shanghai's status as one of the world centers of style and fashion, and she walks us through the changing interpretation of what luxury means in China, particularly over the last twenty years. You may think you have an idea about how Chinese people view luxury, but like everything else in China, these trends have a habit of changing over a few years, what might take an entire generation elsewhere. So I hope that this interview helps to keep you updated on the latest interpretation. And a final quick heads up: you'll notice immediately that there were sound issues in the studio when we did this recording. Very sorry about that. I hope you'll still enjoy what Laurie had to say. I'm here with、um, with Laurie Lee, and Laurie,、um, you are the general manager of Yongfu Elite,、mm. which is a private club here in Shanghai.、Mm. Well, I want to go into your experiences there, but before we do, the first question I'd like to ask is: what is the object that you have brought today? Oh. That is a ancient wine glass in China. It's、uh, above one、uh, thousand years ago. Before in ancient China, it's、uh, the the wine and the、uh, food also related to the ceremony.、Mm-hmm. So、um, it's uh, uh, the 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 dinner uh, is uh, related to the communication to the god. It's all the food.、Uh, Ceremony is related to you know communication, so communication to the God. So that's many parts. You know, it's very uh, uh, how to say prestige. So um, and uh, you can from the shape feel it's because it's very high. So it's uh, a kind of、uh, full of the、um, the feeling of how you respect the God. So in in China, the god in ancient China, the god is the nature.、Yeah. And tell me what what is it made of, and and which part of China does it come from? Do you know the details?、Um, that is the、uh, um, Han Dynasty 
white glass. Mm. So the color is black, and there is uh, um, eight uh, goddess uh, craft in this ceramic. So uh, why it's black and white? It's also a very special color in that time because at that time white and black is very serious color not everyone can use it so this only for the special ceremony to the god or in temple to some very important uh, uh, statement you can use white and black so that's the color makes you feel very uh, uh, gorgeous mm. Yeah. And what does this what does this symbolize for you in terms of what you're doing now in China? Oh, because uh, I'm do the uh, hospitality and and F and B industry, so I want to introduce much more uh, culture lifestyle behind the that. So I want to introduce Chinese traditional food culture and lifestyle to international and to the modern. Uh, society, what is the uh, uh, core value of that? Well, let's go straight into that then. So, why don't you tell us about what the club actually is? Oh, okay. The uh, our club is uh, uh, built uh, in 1930s. It used to be a private doctor's home, and after 1949, that this house is belongs to the government and become different countries' consulate. And the last consulate is British consulate mm. uh, during the 1980s until 2001. And then after that, we took over the place and started renovating for three years. And so the Yunfu uh, Club, we opened in 2004 as a private uh, membership club. And what, was, what were the challenges of renovating a building like that? Um, it's a very old building at that time, and the house actually co uh, collapsed a little bit. Mm. So that's why British consulate, they don't, don't want to pay money to renovate it, and then they move out. So the, the, the house actually is uh, have very big uh, problem. And we uh, put uh, the uh, stainless steel uh, to uh, make the structure again. So almost rebuild the whole house but use the old material to make it look still old. But actually, everything is our new new building. Yeah. Wow, and, and three years, it's such a long time. Like, what, what was it that took so long? Uh, because uh, the owner and designer uh, of Yunfu Elite, Mr. Wang, he's a very artistic uh, uh, designer. So he wants to... Um, to achieve his own uh, dream of his life in this project. He used to be very uh, good uh, uh, fashion designer in 1980s. He's the first generation of fashion designer in China. So he's famous uh, um, at uh, to combine East and West, all the uh, design and cultural elements into uh, 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 project, so he put all his life experience and uh, energy to this project, and uh, failed uh, thousands of times. 
and uh, uh, with uh, a lot of investments. So that's why the, the project lasts uh, three years. And when did you personally get involved? Um, I uh, met Mr. Wang in 2005 and uh, joined the, the company the same year. I used to be a journalist and uh, I write articles for culture and uh, I uh, write, uh, uh, I'm a columnist also, write lifestyle uh, and also book review and movie, theater, all kinds of things. And then uh, I took an interview with Jing Xin, which is a contemporary dancer. So Jing Xin uh, uh, introduced me to Mr. Wang after our interview uh, in three days. So that's very, you know, um, uh, accidental meeting for us. Great. And yeah, Jing Xin is a very famous personality. I've heard a lot about her. Oh, yeah. She's... Uh, I think she's a legend. <laughs> yes. So you mentioned that you you had a lot of um, different, uh, I guess, artistic pursuits. You, you were a writer, you were a columnist. Um, is that what drew you to this kind of creative project? I think the, the, um, the, the, the beauty in some way is uh, related to all kinds of fields. So uh, no matter it is uh, literature, poetry, or um, like uh, design or art. So I just think Yunfu Elite is uh, a lifestyle uh, present, present for beauty. So that's why I indulge in it so much as I think I can explore much more ways of uh, beauty and uh, how to represent to uh, more people. Right, because what what I know about the club is that it's it is very much about the creative side. It's it's not you know so much about you have to have this much money, you have to be a businessman. I, I sense that the the focus on bringing creative people together. You know, we we could do a close membership club in two thousand four. At that time, we have two choice. One is we totally closed only for members for that very business elite people pay high membership fee. And the other choice is uh, open to more people. And then uh, at that time, we did have a decision is to uh, open to more people. The, the reason is uh, Mr. Wang, uh, he wants to share his uh, art piece to more people. So that's why we in, at 2004, when we opened, we decided half is membership, half open to the public. It's almost like a private uh, museum. It's uh, including thousands of uh, antique collection and also with uh, fashion language uh, elements to, to uh, represent. And uh, we want to show people the different uh, spiritual statement. So we gathered many underground musicians and uh, uh, also video artists, sound artists and dancers, all kinds of contemporary art way to mix together to present the different experience. So that's so many um, singers, musicians. So this kind of, you know, uh, cross public and uh, private and uh, the, the, the uh, interactive between performers and audience is very intimate. 
I think that's very unique experience. I think it's uh, all about Shanghai because many people said, oh, uh, Yunfu Elite is a kind of name card of Shanghai. It's related to Shanghai city culture. I think Shanghai is a city combined with the old and the new, and east and the west. In Shanghai, we have a very interesting word. It's called Shi uh, Mao. Shi Mao is not a fashion. It's not a style. It's a word between fashion and the style. So the style is, you know, much more like a, a, a classic, or you can say the style is much more stable, fixed. And fashion is always changed. It's always, you know, very flexible. But Shi Mao, actually, it is a core spirit, one of the core spirits of Shanghai city culture. And is that is that your definition of elite? Because of course your your title is Yongfu Elite, mm-hmm. and to me, when I think of what the elite want, you know, you you think of a hundred bottles of champagne, mm-hmm. you have the best buildings, you have the most expensive cars, mm-hmm. but it's something more, right? Of course, if elite only related to the money, it's uh, for us, it's uh, not not enough. For us, uh, the business elite and the intellectual elite should be combined combined together, become one. So for us, the, the elite means you are always e- evolved with this city. You are always in. So that's not, not related to your physical statement. It's much more related to your spiritual statement. So what has what has changed then? When when you talk about Shima, when you talk about um, the tastes, mm-hmm. when you talk about the intellectuals mm-hmm. of Shanghai, mm-hmm. how have things changed uh, in the last fifteen years? Uh, in the first uh, uh, period during two thousand to two thousand ten, it's much more about uh, how you show off uh, what you have. It's much about watch, uh, wine, sugar, fashion. So people, Chinese people want to learn so much taste so they can uh, present them in some way. So at that time, the trendy is like, like that, all the physical things. And after the 2008, which is the uh, Olympic Games in, 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 in Beijing, and 2010 is the Expo in Shanghai, I think more people, they are re- realized the uh, um, uh, they, they, they they want to find something inside, not uh, rely on the physical part. So that's what uh, at that time the um, Chinese uh, new elites they are more focused on the philosophy, history. So at that time, uh, our club also have a lot of programs about uh, like uh, uh, how to uh, make tea ceremony, how to make, uh, you know, incense ceremony, or the philosophy program, how to teach the new elites to, to find uh, themselves by inside. And then after, uh, I think, 2015, the third, third generation come, and they are younger, they are after 1985, and they are more like the individual experience. They are more focused on the creative content, like music, contemporary art, and uh, uh, how to say, the, you know, this, uh, like, uh, um, 
how to say, like an uh, individual uh, traveling. So I think uh, we are like uh, evident the three kind of different generation, what's, what's the, the, their need change, also the society value change. That's fascinating. And I'm sure it's, it's probably similar to anywhere else where you've had different definitions of, of what luxury means. Yeah. Yes. So now, now the luxury is identified is much more uh, back to the nature, like uh, family and uh, close friends and uh, intimate um, moments. I think the luxuries change a lot in China. You, you mentioned that uh, you've had these changes, the three phases. Like, when you look back in your last 15 years, which, which has been the hardest phase? Have you had a really challenging period? In 2008, uh, 2007, there is a financial crisis and uh, influence the international and Asia and Hong Kong. And 70% uh, of customers, they just vanished mm. in 2007. Yeah, at, at that time, um, our GM, which is a very brief lady, lead our marketing people, go to the uh, uh, local company uh, one after one. So like the big company like uh, uh, Huawei, Liantong, Baogang, all the Chinese company after their meeting become our new customers. So we took one year to struggle in this uh, financial crisis, and after one year, 70% of the customers become become to Chinese people. Mm. Interesting. And how does how does that compare with today? Now we are still the like uh, 60 to 70 percent is Chinese people, but they become much younger. Half of our customers they are they was born after 1980s. 20% of them was born after 1990s. And to change direction completely, mm. what, what have been the interesting guests that, that have come to the club? I know you, you can't tell me all their secrets, but mm. do you remember a few special guests um, who, have, who have come to the club? Yeah, uh, we have a very special guest, which is uh, Karl Lagerfeld. Yeah. He, when he was a director of Chanel, he bring 200 guests from all over the world have a sit-down dinner at our club. And that is a gorgeous dinner. And uh, which I remembered is after the, all the guests leave, Carl, he wandered in our garden alone at 1 a.m. <laughs> and he's, uh, you know, like to talking to himself and all talking to the nature. So that's a very magic moment in my memory. Um, one of my icons is Paul Smith, and uh, I, li I like his uh, design and the spirit so much. And he arrived at seven o'clock and uh, uh, having the traditional Shanghai cuisine and dim sum, and then uh, wandered uh, at garden and see the Packing opera, which also I prepared uh, for for him, so I think that's also a very unique uh, moment for for the for the garden and the guest. Well, I'm sure you have many stories, but I won't uh, I won't get you to record them today. Okay. <laughs> you can tell me after. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks again, and let's move on to the second part. Okay.
So, question number one: What is your favorite China-related fact? Hmm, I like the stone uh, inscription uh, in the tourist site because. It's very unique、uh, sightseeing. Only in China, you can see so many stones, and they have some、uh, words or some drawing on the stone. And、uh, because it's like every every、uh, dynasty, the people see the same、uh, view, same mountain, same lake, but they have different feeling. So all of them, they they put their feeling on the wall on the stone. So generation by generation, you can tell the 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 different people's feeling because the same same view, but all the people they have their individual opinion of that. Do you have a favorite word or phrase in Chinese? Oh, as I、uh, mentioned, I like 时髦时髦 Actually, the word is come from Han Dynasty. Yeah, it the means meaning is between style and fashion. <laughs> It's one meaning is is all about outstanding people in Han Dynasty. The original meaning is is、uh, outstanding people. The the next meaning is、uh, about、uh, the people who is in in the society. So I like this word because it's really you know city feeling like Shanghai. Um, what is your what's your favorite destination within China? I like the the small city, small town. We call the Wuxian city. So、um, when you go to very、uh, far place or、uh, like this small town, you feel it's so interesting, crazy, and uh, uh, people have their own、uh, local culture. And it's it's funny because the cities are becoming more generic, but it's the small towns outside the cities that you feel the real different flavor, right? Yeah, it's all about like adventure,、hmm. you know, in different world culture. And if if I was to press press you and for you to choose just one, is there one that jumps to mind that's that your favorite?、Um, my re- my latest latest uh, uh, visiting is a、uh, small town beside the lake in Guangxi, and、uh, that the people they don't speak Mandarin. They speak the local language. I can't、uh, understand, but they have beautiful lake, beautiful tree, and、uh, we commun we com I communicate、uh, with them,、uh, not use language. We communicate with other ways. If you left China, what would you miss the most, and what would you miss the least?、Uh, I miss the the Chinese food and the atmosphere when you have Chinese food. It's、uh, all about、uh, you know friends gathering and uh, and uh, very everything mix up and、uh, yeah I have a Chinese stomach. <laughs> so it's not actually so much about the food; it's about the whole ritual around the food. Yes.、Mm. yes. And if anything, what what would you miss the least?、Um, when I was、uh, in U.S. or Europe, I don't miss I don't miss the takeaway food. Even as that is so convenient in China, we can order like two a.m. with all kinds of waimai. But when I was abroad, I I don't miss that. I think because um, um you can make it by yourself also, and、uh, that's not so necessary, and also uh destroy the environment so much.
Is is there anything that still surprises you about life in China? Um, I I every day I was surprised by people's dynamic. The the especially the Chinese people their ability to uh, to absorb the information and they change the information and they use the information. I'm surprised by the people they. The, the ability to to use the information. What is your favorite place to eat, drink, or hang out? My favorite uh, place is a uh, we call the David Lynch Mala Tao. All right. Yeah, it's uh, a Mala Tao can uh, uh, open very late until the morning, and uh, the, the all the atmosphere is really underground. It's like David Lynch's movie. All the decoration, the people inside, and all the music played there. It's really, you know, uh, unusual from the daily life. Okay, I'm going. <laughs> uh, what, is the, what is the best or worst recent purchase you have made in China? Um, I can't remember because <laughs> I, I tell uh, myself not to purchase uh, a, a lot. Um, and if I could, I wish I could uh, less potency or potency much more uh, or, uh, environmental uh, friendly things. But maybe, maybe this is what you were talking about. How mm. you know, maybe ten years ago you were interested in buying things, but now, what's the reason, right? Yeah. What's your favorite WeChat sticker? Yeah, that there is a, a panda. <laughs> He destroyed everything in the office. Oh, I love this one. Uh, what is your go-to song to sing at KTV? I think because sometimes I, I go with a Chinese friend, sometimes go with a Western fr- a friend. I have to pick up a song which both people can un- understand. So I will pick up Yesterday Once More. So every day, everyone can uh, sing together. And uh, it used to be a very sad song, but when ten people <laughs> sing together, it will be very jo- joyful. <laughs> That's good. Okay, and the last question: What other China-related media or information sources do you rely on? Mm, my my personal way is go abroad often if you have this uh, uh, ability. The other way is we have very good uh, documentary movie or short movie about the Chinese society. So that's my another way to, to, know, uh, to know China. Well said. Thank you, Laurie. Well, the final question that I have to ask you is, if I was to ask you for the recommendation of anyone else who you know in China, mm-hmm. who would you recommend that I speak to next? Um, I would think of one of my girlfriends called Wang Fang first. She's an architecture, and uh, um, her company is uh, in charge of uh, many important uh, projects in uh, the, the main city. And uh, mm, I think she's uh, evidence for um, Chinese civilization and uh, urbanization uh, process. So it's related to every people, and uh, she can give us. Uh, a view from architecture what the, the city grew up. Oh, she sounds amazing. Well, thanks so much. I look forward to meeting her. 
Yeah. And Laurie, thank you for your time today. It was such a pleasure. My pleasure too. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you again to Laurie. You can hear that I tried my best to winkle out some gossip from her. We did talk off mic after the interview, and she confirmed some of the rumours that I'd heard about Hollywood types and whatnot at the club. But otherwise, she remained mostly tight-lipped. She did share a few extra images of some of the elaborate events and parties at the venue, so I've posted these online. But then, what kind of host would she be if she talked publicly about the rest? I hope you enjoyed her definition about the three stages of luxury. And indeed, the fourth stage now, where going back to nature and spending intimate time with close friends and family is the new luxury. A quick amen to that. Maybe this is partly what inspired me to take a little time off, and not just the stack of interviews that are piling up on my hard disk waiting to be edited. A quick extra comment on the answer that Laurie gave to the question about what she would miss if she left China, which she said was the atmosphere around eating Chinese food. This was an interesting point, actually, because in China, it's very common, or at least it's a special thing to do, for groups of family and friends to enjoy a private dining area, where you can still be raucous if you want, but you do so in a more closed and intimate setting. And I think the same is the case for Korea and Japan also. But in the West, there's much more of a culture of enjoying open dining. I'm thinking of the Italian piazza, where being around other people in public is much more part of the enjoyment of dining out. And of course, all of that is a gross generalization. There are plenty of exceptions on both sides. But I think it's true that while you can find great Chinese food all across the world, it's not as easy to replicate that kind of atmosphere. So, onto the images. This week I've posted the Chinese word, shamao. That's the word that describes something between fashion and style. I've posted a photo of the last place in the countryside that Laurie had been to. It's Dashin County in Guangxi Province. The word she used to describe places like this is Wuxiancheng This means fifth-tier cities. If you're anything like me, you'll have no idea about how cities are classified in your country or how big they are or how they compare with each other. But here in China, there is this unofficial list of cities where they're classified from tier 1 all the way down to tier 5. Just search online for the Chinese city tier system and you can find out a whole bunch more. As well as the photos of the grounds of Yongfu Elite, there's also a photo of the creator, Mr. Wang, and also of Jin Xing, the lady who originally introduced Laurie to Mr. Wang. We mentioned in our discussion that Jin Xing is something of a legend in China. This is true, she is a fascinating character in her own right. She started her career in the Chinese military, then she had gender reassignment surgery in the 90s, and ultimately went on to have a very successful career in dance and as a TV personality. And her name Jin Xing means Venus. And finally, there's Laurie's favorite WeChat sticker, which was the panda destroying the office. This is part of a series. I've got a nice stash of angry panda WeChat stickers. So just make me angry on WeChat and I'll send them to you, no doubt. Mosaic of China is me, Oscar Fuchs. Editing is by Milo De Prieto. Artwork by Danny Newell. And China technical support from Alston Gong. If you've made it here to the end of episode 10 and you haven't yet reached out to me, then please use this as a nudge to get in touch and say hello. I would love to hear from you and I'll be back with episode 11 very soon. <laughs> <laughs>